Hello everyone, my name is Wojciech Waśniewski and you're listening to the Participation Coaching Podcast where I try to explore effective non-performance coaching. So how do we coach beginner, junior and recreational players? My guest today is Paul Aitkins. He's a regional development officer at the Golf Foundation, which is an organization with a sole aim to develop junior golf in England, Scotland and Wales. And they do quite a lot in that regard as we find out during the interview. Um, We discuss what they do as as a foundation, as as an organization, as well as some specific tips and tricks that Paul has learned um, while working for the for the foundation. Some of the things we discuss are uh, what is the Golf Foundation and the story behind it, what are the original development officers as well, um, how to develop junior pathways in three stages that Paul talks about, uh, to start, learn and stay. We talk about the various services, products, programs and solutions that the Golf Foundation provides for coaches, um, including box of tricks, a junior action plan, uh, tri-golf and street golf equipment, funding, uh, junior golf passport, various educational workshops or the girls golf rocks program there's quite a bit going on but we also discuss specific ideas on how to grow a junior program and how to get kids into coaching sessions and how to later retain them in the golf club we spent quite a bit of time on school coaching how to do it effectively and why it doesn't always bring the, the results that people are expecting to get out of um, school promotion. We discuss different ideas on how to promote the program uh, apart from uh, school coaching. Paul shares various playing social and skill development opportunities that coaches can provide for kids. Those are part of the box of tricks that the development officers can run as a workshop at, at golf clubs. We discuss effective marketing of a junior academy as well as the importance of key decision makers, which in the case of junior golf are the parents, how to get directly to them. And we also talk about what makes a successful junior coach and at the same time what might make an unsuccessful junior coach, what traits they share. This episode will be particularly useful for coaches based in England, Scotland and Wales as that's where the Golf Foundation is based. However, I think it's still very practical for, for coaches, coach educators and golf developers in general worldwide as we do talk about specific tips and tricks to effectively grow a junior golf program. Hope you enjoy my interview with Paul Aitkins. So Paul, who are you and, and what's Golf Foundation uh, yeah, so um, my name's Paul Aitkins. Um, I'm a I'm a golf pro that works for um, a children's golf charity called the Golf Foundation, um, and I'm one of the regional development officers. Um, and I'm based uh, within the West Midlands of uh, England. So I cover five counties, which include uh, Warwickshire, Worcestershire, Shropshire, Herefordshire, and Staffordshire. Um, so my main role um, within my, my job is to go around and work with um, as many of those golf clubs within those five counties as possible um, to help them develop junior pathways to get kids starting to play golf and then, then learning golf at the golf club and then them staying within golf. So trying to retain them within golf, whether that be through um, affiliated membership to the golf club. Um, or an, an academy-style type membership, which is obviously non-affiliated. Uh, so that's kind of my my everyday bread and butter. Um, but then within that also, we work with um, 
county sports partnerships they're known as here in in, in England so I work with them to help them deliver their and um, they they run like summer festivals um which is basically a big the easiest way to describe it is it, it's a big it's a big sports day uh for primary school children and secondary school children and they have the they have the ability to play a load of sports um and one of our products that we have for the golf foundation tri golf um which is uh, short plastic clubs um that's um golf is one of the sports used within school games and tri golf is the particular form of golf that they use within that so i help um county sports partnerships to deliver them across the uh, across the counties that i work in um and then we also work on a more bigger scale or kind of global scale we help uh, we work with the rna to deliver uh junior based sessions um at the opens uh, so you'll, if ever you go to um, the British Open or the Open, however you want to call it, you'll find us there delivering uh, tri golf and street golf, which is our secondary school offer. Uh, you'll you'll find us there delivering that. So any kids that come up, uh, come to the Open, they can come along and have a go at any any of those activities that that we're running on on stand. Um, so we've. That we normally run that from Sunday to Sunday. So we're there for the whole week open from pretty much when the gates open to when the gates close. We'll be there delivering. Um, and then we're also at the uh, BMW PGA Championships as well at Wentworth. Um, you'll find us there delivering uh, similar stuff, but it's uh, we have a slightly smaller area. So it's only predominantly tri-golf that we deliver. Uh, and we've previously also delivered at... Um, the British Masters. So we were at the Grove, uh, not last year, the year before. So we delivered at that as well, which was kind of a similar a similar setup to what we have at uh, Wentworth. Mm, that's that's a lot going on. Um, yeah. So what's what's the story of the of the foundation? So you you, you clearly um, support junior golf in all kinds of ways. Uh, how did it get started? Yeah, sure. So um, a, a, a bit of background information. Um, I've, I've, I've actually got the uh, the website up in front of me here, which is um, www.golf-foundation.org. So if anybody's interested in finding out a bit more about us, then they can go to that website. Uh, but it was basically set up um, by Sir Henry Cotton, um, kind of back in and around 1950, between 1951 and 1953, um, with the main aim of uh, trying to get younger younger kids or people children or students under the age of 18 to basically have an experience of golf um to give them the opportunity to try it to see if it was something that they would like to pursue um and then that was kind of how the golf foundation was then set up um and obviously as the years as the years have progressed how um how you know society's changed how lifestyles have changed um kind of we've grown into be this 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 charity that really try and cover a whole lot of areas within junior golf to try and provide as to try and provide the opportunity for as many young people as possible to enjoy playing golf but then also but then also seeing what are the personal benefits of being able to play golf um so trying to introduce them to to some of the um you know the social aspects that golf has um and kind of how golf can really be a tool um to you know try and try and change people's lives and certainly get them um working towards something or being in a sport that will engage them for a long period of time 
Um, kind of, I know from my personal experience, if I if I hadn't have played golf, you know, I wouldn't have gone to university. You know, I wouldn't have moved over to England, and I wouldn't have this job I'd have now. So I kind of don't really know what I would be doing, kind of without golf. Um, so yeah, so that, that that that's kind of who we are as a charity. Um, and we're really aiming to get kids, um, as I mentioned before, we're really aiming to get uh, young people to start golf. Um, so that would be um, kind of the initial the initial experience. So we work with we work with pros and county sports partnerships to get kids starting golf, giving them that initial experience. Um, and then we aim to help pros to get uh, young people back to their golf clubs. Um, and then uh, moving into our learn phase. So we, we try and help golf pros to get kids learning golf at the golf club. Um, and then also obviously trying to get kids to stay um, within the within the sport. So we've got kind of the saying, uh, the saying, start, learn, stay. And what's what's your role uh, like day to day? What do you find yourself doing um, most of this? Because that's your that's your job full time, isn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah, full full time. I've got a coaching business on the side, but yeah, my full my my full time job is 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 this as the development officer. Um, so yeah, kind of my my day to day stuff is um, going out and visiting visiting golf clubs um, across the across the region. Um, that, that I work in, and that would be meeting with the with the the professional, um, the junior organisers or the uh, the junior coordinators within those golf clubs, um, general managers, club secretaries, um, men's captains, women's captains, meeting with them to kind of try and get junior golf kind of to be um, a forefront within within their thinking as a as a whole within the golf club. Um, and trying to trying to demonstrate to them, you know, that we need juniors playing golf um, to obviously keep 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 the game going um, and help the game grow, but also to provide um, importantly a living for that golf pro, um, and also to show the club that you know your golf club is a better place when you've got young people um, within that. Uh, whether that be them playing in competitions, you know, um, helping to create a better atmosphere within within the clubhouse or within the facility, um, and also from a um, from a financial point of view, because obviously uh, young people they they're going to want the the best equipment or they're going to you know going to come up to the golf club or the facility and they're going to want to buy drinks or they're going to want to have something to eat. So also trying to kind of promote that secondary spend that comes along with juniors. Um, to get the golf clubs thinking about them, um, and I'll, I'll go in along with a representative from England Golf because, as a charity, we work in partnership with England Golf and the PGA. Um, so a lot of my meetings will take place, and we'll have the—they're um, called the club support officer uh, from England Golf. So a lot of my meetings, I'll have the club support officer from England Golf um, within each county, and they'll come to me. They'll come with me to the meetings. And we'll do a joint meet. We'll do a joint meeting to to help that golf club really get junior golf kind of thriving and growing. Um, you know, within their facility. Mm-hmm. And what have you found during those meetings to be like the most common, um, let's say, argumentation against junior golf? So why why do people say that we don't have a thriving junior golf program? The, the most common ones I see, um, and th- they might differ depending on which region you're w- you're in within the country. Um, you know, even though Eng- England's quite a small um, a small place, you certainly I've certainly noticed anyway. You do have um, regional or, or county differences, um, 
but the most common ones you hear are well juniors they'll play golf and then you'll lose them you know they'll go to university or they'll move away and you'll never see them again um you know maybe at some more kind of typically old-fashioned golf clubs you hear the kind of you, you hear the kind of things that um you know some maybe more of the um older generation don't necessarily want to see juniors on the golf course um other clubs will say that Uh, They don't bring in any revenue to the club. Um, And then you'll also what you what you tend to find and what I find a lot is um, you've got golf pros. So the golf pro within that golf club doing a fantastic job. See, you know, um, doing outreach work using tri golf and street golf. So using our our outreach products um, and seeing a lot of young people. Um, and then having uh, a percentage of those young people come back to the golf club and having sessions at the golf club. So the pros doing all that great work, but nobody actually within kind of the hierarchy of the golf club um, actually knows that it's happening. So quite a big disconnect between golf golf professional and golf club. Um, so the pro is the pro um, he or she is you know they're they're working extremely hard to to deliver and get all these young people within golf. But then when those kids get back to the golf club, there isn't necessarily the support from the golf club to help engage those kids into becoming maybe regular golfers on the golf course or becoming members of the golf club. Mm-hmm. So kind of that's, that's the theme that I see across the county kind of made up of those points um, that I've just explained um, but as a as a charity, we try and do. Um, we've got we've got various products uh, or toolkits that we tr- that we try and use to help golf clubs um, and golf pros to try and get those kids involved back at the golf club and retain within the go- within it. Um, mm-hmm. So I've just got. Um, I'm just looking at my notes here. So one of the things that we've got is it's um, it's called the box of tricks. So it's one of our um, it's one of our toolkits. Now this is um, this toolkit is free for any golf club um, within uh, within the within the country, um, and it is basically a uh, it's a retention toolkit. So it's aimed at getting those young people at the golf club. Um, it's aimed at moving them through through the pathway and hopefully getting them to come out the other side as um, members or regular golfers. Um, so it's a talk. It's a. It's basically. It, I'll to explain it simply. It's basically a box full of cards which have got ideas on um, for golf clubs and golf pros to run, um, and they include play elements, um, skill elements, social elements, and marketing elements. And what I would do with that is, is I would go in and see see a golf club, um, and we would have all of the key stakeholders around the table, and we would discuss. Um, you know, there's all these juniors here within the golf club. Um, what can we do to get them playing more? Um, what can we do to convert those kids that are maybe members of the golf club, but you you never see them? Um, and what could we do to get those kids that are in coaching actually coming up to the golf club and possibly becoming members of the club? Um, so that that's in effect what the box of tricks is. I mean, if you go on the on the website, it's got a bit more information about it, um, kind of uh, breaking down what it does. But like I said, the main aim is to help retain juniors within golf clubs, regardless of where they are in the pathway. 
So regardless if they're already a member and they're kind of in the stay element already, or if they're in the learn phase and we want to get them through into membership, or if they're in the stay, uh, if they're in the start phase and we want to get them to back to the golf club, le- learning the game through um, by having group lessons or individual lessons with um, a PGA Pro. Mm-hmm. What's a couple of examples of these of these ideas? Yeah, sure. So if I pick out, if I pick out. Um, I'll pick out uh, I'll pick out one of my kind of my favorite ones from um, from play um, and it's looking this one particularly looks at um, maybe those kids that are in coaching but potentially haven't had the chance yet to go out on the golf course now obviously if, if a junior's in coaching and they don't get the chance to go out onto the golf course after a while they're gonna they're, they're gonna get a bit bored and a bit disengaged and we're gonna lose them. Um, so this particular play card looks at creating short course competitions. Um, so running things like um, your f- um, flag 50s or flag 30s, um, playing playing um, playing the hole from a hun- playing a hole from a hundred yards, or a junior developing um, their own golf course, or playing the holes the length suitable for them, depending on how far, for example, they hit their seven iron. So if they hit their seven iron 90 yards. A par three for them would be 90 yards long. If they hit their driver 100 yards and they hit their seven iron 90 yards, and a par four for them would be 190 yards. Um, and and then if they hit their driver, they hit their driver 100 yards, their seven iron 90 yards, and then their wedge 10 yards. A par five for them would be 200 yards. Mm. Um, so just the, so it, it just helps to give golf clubs. Um, some more ideas instead of just the kind of the traditional thing. The kids go out and play either 18 holes or they play nine holes. Um, so it just aims to help give golf clubs um, more of an idea. And it helps to um, break down how this particular card could work for regular golfers, how it could work for non-regular golfers and how it could work for getting young people into a junior membership. Um, because importantly we want to see those kids in coaching having a go on the golf course because then there's a reason for them to join the golf club as some sort of member or some sort of some sort of an academy member instead of just coming for coaching for let's say five years never going out on the golf course getting bored of it and never playing golf again Mm. i imagine it's a nice tool just to brainstorm with everyone involved yeah, I, I mean, some yeah, some of the chats, some of the chats that that I have with pros, in particular, you know, people like Phil, um, Phil Akers, who you've had on a podcast before, um, and a couple of, and a couple of the other pros locally that do a lot of good work, junior coaching wise. It, it, it's really good to kind of talk to them, and you know, I will openly say that I take ideas off of them, and I'm sure they will openly say they take ideas off of me. Um, you know, it's all it's all about sharing best practice and seeing what we can do to to kind of get more of the to get more of the juniors kind of playing golf and sustained within the sport. If I'm a a pro based in England and I think about like either setting up a junior coaching or maybe developing it, and I'm gonna call you guys. So how can you help me as a as a golf coach? Yeah, cool. So so what we can do is is we can um, along with the club support officer from England Golf, um, the the myself or my colleagues, we can come and see your golf club. And we can put into place uh, what we call a, a, a junior action plan. So we can have a look at, and this the junior this junior action plan is co- is quite comprehensive. So we will have a look and see if you meet the minimum requirements um, to become what we call a HSBC Golf Fruit Centre. 
So a HSBC Golf Route Centre basically entitles you to get um, to receive funding to pay for the pros' time to do outreach work or to pay to um, potentially buy equipment as well. Um, so we would come, we would come and see your club, and we would go through every kind of detail you can think of. So we'll have a look to make sure that your you as the pro have got um, a DBS, which is like a disclosure and barring service. So formerly known as the CRB, um, we'll come and have a look and make sure that the pro has got the necessary safeguarding and protecting children um, requirements. We'll come and have a look at the golf club's child protection policy. Uh, we'll come and help you um, make sure that your welfare officer at the golf club has got all the necessary um, requirements as well. Um, so from a child protection policy, we'll come and help your golf club do that. Make sure that that's all um, in place and and the, uh, within the golf club, everybody knows what they're doing with that. Um, we will then also come and discuss um, what are the priorities within the golf club. So we'll have a look and see, like really kind of delve in and have a look and see what are, as a golf club, what are your priorities towards junior golf? What do you what do you want your golf club to achieve instead of us just coming over and, and basically handing out some money? We're going to put a plan in place. And then from that plan, from your from your priority, sorry, create the plan. And then from the plan, um, provide the funding necessary. Um, so some priorities would be, um, you know, what kind of consultation are, you, are, are golf clubs having with the juniors and the parents to try and understand what they what they want to see? Um, other areas would be what are the golf club doing in regards to junior section planning? Uh, what are they? What activities have they got planned for for the whole of the junior section and the different segments of the junior section? Um, kind of what volunteer um, requirements are needed? What trainings required? Um, safeguarding and protecting young people. Um, what's the golf club doing to market their junior coaching, market their taster days, market their junior membership? Um, and then obviously, what are they doing to recruit more kids to start golf? What are they doing to get more kids learning golf? And what are they doing to get more kids staying within golf? Um, so pretty comprehensive stuff. Uh, and then what we'll do is with our knowledge as development officers is we will then uh, be able to pr provide them with um, contacts that could, could I have to reiterate, could potentially help them get into schools. Um, obviously, some of these contacts don't always um, have the answers, um, but we could provide them with contacts. Um, so they're called school games officers. So we could provide them with contact details for school games officers to help them uh, get into schools. Uh, we can then also provide them with um, marketing literature and, and promotional materials, such as, you know, posters, or if they wanted to go into a school, what would that offer look like? Because we've got to make sure that the offer is appealing to schools um, and it kind of meets all of the criteria that schools are going to want to see. Um, so we will go in and provide examples of that uh, to schools. Um, and then along with that, we'll look at from those kids that you see within the schools, how or what are you going to do to get them back to the golf club? Um, because obviously it's all well and good seeing a, seeing a, seeing a load of children at, at a school, but we want to be able to get a percentage of those kids back to the golf club, having a go at the golf club. 
So we will have, from our experiences, um, we will help the pro put in place a offer that is going to engage children, but then also give those children the opportunity to come back to the golf club. Um, so examples could be uh, let's let's take a um, let's take your, your typical primary school offer, which is basically uh, the golf pro will go in and deliver um, some taster sessions within the school. So that could be curriculum time, non-curriculum time. Um, and then from there, those kids that are interested, they the, the golf pro will set up a, um, a club within that school. So let's say they set up a five week club. Uh, three of the sessions will take place at the school and then the last two sessions will take place at the golf club. After those five sessions, it's then up to the golf pro, the golf club and the, vol- uh, the coordinators that are helping the golf pro to get those kids signed up into regular coaching. Um, whether that be on a, um, you know, a, a midweek evening or a um, uh, or or at a weekend to move those kids from the start phase into the learn phase um, back at the golf club. Um, we can also uh, provide funding, for example, uh, what's been quite popular this last year is a lot of golf clubs do things like um, junior, uh, a lot of golf clubs do open days, just kind of basic generic open days for for men and women to come and join the golf club as a member. Um, so we've had a lot of golf clubs doing, uh, for example, junior open days. So advertising them through um, Facebook, Facebook adverts, you know, um, paid Facebook advertising through their social media accounts through local contacts that they make within schools or through um, any other like um, young people groups that they're working with. Um, and we can provide funding for pros to just run open days at their golf club in which kids come along. Kind of, it's, it's kind of skipping out the school bit, if that makes sense. You know, they, they, promote, they promote a junior t- um, open day. There's sessions happening at the club, which are free of charge for kids to for kids to come to. They come to that if they like golf, then they sign then they sign up to the follow on coaching offer that the, that the pro, that the pro decides to put on, um, which we can fund for as well. We can go in and really help a golf club kind of come up with a comprehensive plan. Um, but obviously, we have to keep within our charitable aims of and um, and why we were set up. Um, by Sir Henry Cotton, and that is obviously to provide, um, you know, opportunities for for young people within schools to have a go at golf. Um, now, just in regards to uh, funding, so when you become a HSBC Golf Route Centre, uh, you can receive funding for kind of like um, primary school based stuff, um, secondary school based stuff, uh, Feel Inspired, which is kind of disability projects. Um, satellite clubs, which is based um, from uh, young people out of curriculum time over the age of 11 and, and targeting specifically those kids that are inactive um, and kind of w- within, that, within that primary and secondary funding, you know, you can use that to, to pay for a pro's time to run taster days club events um, at, at, at the golf club. Um, so, like I said, that's that that last year was particularly kind of quite popular amongst pros um, and um, had kind of a lot of good um, input then back to the golf club. Um, so what we then look to do for those clubs that are delivering stuff within schools, uh, we've got our we've got t- um, two products. So we've got Tri Golf, which is basically uh, probably everybody's seen them. It's um, plastic, plastic club softballs. Uh, kind of cone-based, cone-based related games, along with whatever whatever else 
the golf pro wants to throw in. So I know that my tri golf sessions were, um, you know, we had hurdles out there, agility ladders, targets, using uh, school benches, using gym, uh, school gym mats, um, using mini um, Sabutio football goals, uh, using hoops to chip balls through, you know, using a, using a whole lot of different kind of stuff. Um, but tri golf, so we've got tri golf. Um, if anybody's interested in looking into that a bit more, um, then there is, you can kind of get that off of a website called Davy Sports, which is like uh, within, within England is kind of your typical one-stop shop for all things primary school and secondary school sports related. Um, and then uh, secondary school wise, we've got our product, which is called Street Golf, uh, which in effect is pretty much a proper golf club um, along with a proper sized golf ball. Um, obviously, except for the compression of them, so they wouldn't damage, they wouldn't break any glass if they got hit against anything. But that's uh, kind of aimed at giving a secondary school pupil a truer experience of what golf is, so that when they then go back to the golf club, um, it's kind of not so much of a jump from um, being in a school environment to back to the golf club. And again, all of that stuff can be seen, can be found on the Davy Sports website. Uh, and we also run workshops. Um, so uh, myself and my other colleagues, as the as the development officers, we will get, we will run workshops for golf pros to for golf pros, um, golf club officials, um, junior coordinators, school teachers. Uh, we will run workshops for them to attend uh, to get uh, the upskilling and or experience within tri golf and street golf. Uh, so we've got uh, so that that's kind of what we can also help to provide with uh, with pros for them to deliver their outreach work. So that's kind of like the start phase of what of what of what we like to see um, as an organisation. And obviously the learn phase is back at the golf club with the with the with the junior enrolling on a coaching program, a structured coaching program. Uh, so in regards to that, we've also then got another um, product or another tool. Um, which is called the uh, the Junior Golf Passport. Um, so this is a uh, it's a it's a structured learning program which the pro delivers at their golf club, um, and it is the kids then enrol on it, and it's seen as being the way for that child to best learn the basic principles of golf and to help them improve and to thus then effectively get them out playing on the golf course. Um, so it's uh, similar to um, like um, uh, you've had Tom Devine on speaking about the, um, his fuel program. Uh, you've, you, you, you've got some other junior golf programs out there as well. Uh, we just happen to offer the junior golf passport um, and clubs can clubs can sign up to that. It costs them um, 100, uh, 100 pound, 100 pound sterling um, a year to be part of to be um, a junior golf passport user. Um, and along with that, they will get all of the physical resources or, or should I say a number of physical resources. Um, they will also get the pro um, and the and the junior currently will also get access to um, an online profile um, and an online element to it. Um, and they will also get provided with marketing resources for them to then market their for them to then market their sessions. Um, and that's kind of like that, that, that. That's a core feature of our of our program. 
um, in regards to being able to get kids back to the golf club and learning the sport to then hopefully progress them through into the stay phase within the golf club. Um, so we we like to see golf clubs doing that. Um, it's a it's a program that we are um, currently or hopefully in the process of going through with a bit of a bit of an update with it. Um, so we're looking to change some elements of it um, and just kind of looking to continuously develop it. So it's 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 fit for what pros like to see. It's fit most importantly for the young people using it. Um, and also it, um, parents can see the benefit of their child being on it. Um, so we're going through we're going through a process of, of updating that. Um, but if, if, if you have a look across the country, we've got roughly there's there, there's pretty much, I'd say, well, well over three, 350, 400 clubs currently using the junior golf passport. Um, so our aim is to um, maintain those numbers, but also to try and get those numbers um, even even higher. Mm-hmm. So a few questions in regards to what you just said. Uh, one would be, so you said that your main uh, program in the in the start phase is going into schools or just doing the uh, the open days. It's an interesting interesting topic. Is during the last few interviews I did, um, it's cropped up quite a lot with people saying that sometimes they get um, they don't get enough interest out of school coaching or they don't do it at all. Or um, to the other almost extreme. Um, I just spoke to um, to Neville Perman Best, uh, whose whose company Brighton Junior Golf. Um, they their main business is junior, um, well, school coaching, but as a business, so like doing it uh, for profit. Uh, I was I was interested to to hear what sort what sort of results do you tend to get from schools coaching, and do you tend to hear the same the same things? Yeah, I mean, it, there's 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 two side there's two sides to every coin. I mean, obviously there are there are some golf clubs or some golf pros that do outreach work and don't see any kids back don't see any kids back at the golf club. Um, but then on the other hand, I've got a lot of clubs that I work with that do a lot of schools work and have got. You know, oh, they they get re- a really good percentage of kids back to their golf club. Um, I think in, in regards to schools work, it, it all depends on how the golf club, how the pro, um, build that relationship with the school and how they set it up. Um, so I'm just thinking, for examples, um, you know, could it, uh, research our research shows that um, when a kid has an experience of golf at the golf club, so when they go through the gates of the golf club. Um, there's there, there's a high percentage that they will stay within golf, um, i.e. go on to further coaching. Um, so a lot of the things that I try to work with with clubs is um, is them actually setting up some sessions with schools, um, initially going into the school and doing doing a taster, but then from there the school um, have the sessions at the golf club. So it's that school, uh, it's that golf club targeting specific schools which are within close proximity of the golf club um, and offering them sessions back at the golf club because that then a child is going to get a, a proper true experience of what golf is. If they like the pro, if they like the surroundings, then they're hopefully going to want to do the follow-on offer which is junior coaching at the golf club of an evening or of a weekend. Um the other thing to look at is, is the pro, and I think I think I th- I think some pros probably w- won't admit to this. Are the sessions that they've run, are they actually engaging enough? Are they 
are they good? Are they fun? Are they enjoyable? Are they meeting that child or that young that young person's needs? You know, um, I've certainly seen some some kind of some horror stuff delivered by golf pros towards towards juniors. Um, so I kind of think pros maybe need to instead of a lot of pros go, well, I've done schools work and it didn't it, nothing happened. My question back to them is, is what did you do? Was it engaging? And I think some pros kind of need to um, just kind of reflect more on the sessions that they've done and, you know, write down stuff, you know, think back to what they've done. And was their session good enough? Um, because I, I, I think if they were to if they were to look at it honestly, they might that, you know, if they were to look back on it, they might do things a bit differently. Is that why they potentially haven't seen kids back at haven't seen kids back at the golf club? It could be the session wasn't engaging enough or was their follow on marketing any good? Um, from my own personal experience, when I was working at, at um, before this job, I was working at Leming, Lemington and County Golf Club in Warwickshire, you know, we had we had we I was going into primary schools, I was going into secondary schools, I had primary schools coming to the golf club, I had secondary schools coming to the golf club. We then had a we we then had an, a nice throughput from kids doing those school programs, joining into the regular coaching on a Saturday and coming through to the coming through to the golf club and then going out and playing on the course. I I personally think, from my experience, it's highly highly dependent on the pro. Their ability to run um, kind of an engaging and appropriate session for young people. Um, and then also, what is their follow on offer? What are they doing to entice or to engage those young kids back to the golf club? You know, just giving a giving a flyer to a kid ain't really going to do the job, is it? Because that kid's going to uh, turn it into a paper airplane and it's going to be gone. It's, it's never going to find its way home. Mm. Um, so it's really it's really knuckling down and actually getting with that child. Every child has a key decision maker in their life, i.e. parents, mum, dad, grandparents, auntie, uncle or guardian. So pros and golf clubs need to look at what they can do to engage the key decision maker within that young person's life. So a lot of the stuff that I used to do within schools, I would then um, I would then go back to the school. Um, and at the end of the day, let's say, I'd ask the school, you know, is it all right if I come back at the end of the day? And then I would then hand out promotional material to the to the the, the decision maker. Mm. And 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 that way, you have you then have a much better follow on from kids coming back to the golf club rather than just doing a couple, doing some sessions in the school and giving giving the flyer straight to the kid. You got no chances. It, it's never going to work. Um, and, and and I discussed this a lot in my meetings with pros and golf clubs, and I just think that sometimes they need to go about they need to go about their model. Diff, they need to go about their model a little bit differently, instead of doing the same thing over and over again and getting the same results. What can they do differently to try and change the results that they get? Um, and getting the engaging with engaging with the key decision maker is a lot of things that pros miss out on. Um, and if a pro was to listen to this and kind of take take some bits from it, I would I, I, I would get them to ask that question to themselves. What are they doing to engage the decision maker within that young person's life to get them then back to the golf club? Mm. Um, so, you know, across the board, I know great pros that do a load of school stuff. 
have got loads of kids back at the golf club through their school's work, um, have got sessions happening at the golf club um, where kids, uh, where schools are bringing children to the golf club. And then they are then providing that follow on uh, through the coaching. But at the same time, we can also cater for those coaches that maybe don't want to do schools coaching. Uh, maybe they want to advertise it through social media and do taster days. We can pro- we can provide that opportunity as you know we can we can certainly work with them to um, help them in in doing that as well. So I, I would say I would say as as a charity as an organisation, yes, we've got our roots and we yes we need to stick to them. But also at the same time we can we are we are as a group highly highly flexible and really adaptable to try and meet the golf clubs or or, or the pros needs um my, my main bit would be have a look at have a if pros are listening have a look at what your offer is within schools is it actually any good um you know is it is it is it getting through to the right people it's all well and good going into the school and seeing you know 100 kids um great but we want to see 100 kids and we want to make sure that that information that follow on offer gets through to a hundred parents or you know a hundred guardians a hundred decision makers to make sure that we see them back at the golf club enrolled within coaching whether that be the junior golf passport or whether that be the a coaching program that that any that that a pros that a pros using we are we are flexible to work with um any any golf club awesome uh, just a quick note on what you said about the gear. I've I've using it. I'm using it myself. The Tri Golf and Golf Extreme. I yeah. really like it. For people yeah. not from the UK, um, you can still get them from a sister company of of Davy Sport called I think Findel International or Findel Education. Okay, great. Yeah. It's quite easy to get as well. Um, one question: You mentioned that you organize workshops. Um, yeah. I was interesting. What sort of education or what topics do you cover specifically for for coaches when you run those? Yeah, so um, so they basically they pretty much our, our, our coaching or, or or our education programs pretty much cover the um, the uh, the tools that we have available to pros. Um, so we have a tri golf workshop, um, which is uh, it's a two hour long workshop. Um, like I said, it's open to pros, club officials, um, junior organisers, level one coaches, level one PGA coaches uh coordinators uh teachers it, it's pretty much open to anybody uh, that's two hours it literally costs 20 pound which is nothing um their pros pros will get cpd points and all that attend will leave with what we call uh which is like a tri golf manual i don't know if you've seen one of them it's basically a, it's a workbook um which is, aims to help provide um the person delivering the tri golf sessions with some ideas as to what sessions would look like um same within our street golf again the street golf workshop it's two hours long um same costs again same amount of cpd points are allocated uh, it's open up to the same people and again they leave with a street golf resource um we've then got the um what we call school games activators so that the school games activators workshop or or education is basically for um young people um so students uh children providing them with training if they were to lead on a school games tri golf or um street golf event so again it's a two-hour workshop but it's aimed specifically at young leaders providing them with the skills and the understanding for them then to go and lead at a school games tri golf tournament or a school games 
um, street golf tournament. Uh, we've also got, I'm just trying to think because there's that many. Um, hmm. We've also got a, a junior golf passport one. So that one's four hours long. Um, again, open up to PGA pros and coordinators within golf clubs. Um, and that's a four hour workshop. Um, and that runs through uh, the resource, the resource, all the resources that come with it. Uh, the the online element to the website and um, both from a young person's perspective but also from a coach's perspective um some pra- uh, a little bit of practical outside showing them how some of the games um and how some of the skills challenges within it are set up um and again uh, cpd points are on offer for that so we've got that um oh god what else have we got uh, the club activators so the boxer tricks so we've got the boxer tricks workshop which is again four hours long um open up to pros club coordinators um kind of the hierarchy within golf clubs and um the same the same as um with the junior golf passport workshop um bit of kind of sitting down around the table having a chat really kind of uh, it's probably one of my one of my favorite workshops because it really gets golf clubs and golf pros having conversations that they've never had previously before um, so it's really good. Uh, that's a really good workshop that I enjoy. And it gets the golf club actually measuring and rating all of the elements of their junior section. So um, rating what's the social element of the junior section like? What's the play element of the junior section like? Um, how do we market the junior section? You know, what what kind of rating do we give that? Um, and what's the skill element of the golf club like? Um, so we've got the... It's called the Club Activators Workshop, but it's basically the Box of Tricks Workshop. Um, so we've got that as well. And then kind of education, other educational-wise is the um, the HSBC Golf Roots Coaches Network Facebook page, um, which is where we post, we post um, topics each week to try and get pros to engage with us and talk about um, other pros, post um, videos or ask questions on them we try and um, to get the other pros engaged for them to learn from um, and then within our regions um all of the RDOs. so there's 10 RDOs all together within our regions we've all got a group of, of of coaches about 15 coaches and we get we try to get together twice a year um to discuss various topics as well um so that's kind of a that's a good opportunity for a lot of pros to do networking with each other uh, and for us to talk about kind of what we're looking to do as a charity moving forward. Um, but what do you guys on the front line delivering it week in, week out, you know, year on year? What do you think? Is it any good? What would you improve or what would you like to see? Mm, it sounds like there's no downside to um, to getting in touch with you. Um, mm, like very little cost yeah. or no cost involved. And you can only you can only get um, some good things out of it. Correct. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a it's a no brainer, really. Even if you have a meeting and um, you know you just do it, you just go through an, an action plan. You know, it's still gonna it's still gonna hopefully give the pro or the golf club a you know a bit of a better insight as to maybe what they could do. Mm. Um, and j- just you mentioned about tri- uh, you you said about tri golf and being able to get it from a Davies partner. Just maybe those people that are listening, um, they might want to keep an eye out because there is um, there there will be some developments with tri golf. Um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say anything, but um, <laughs> it might be worth pros just uh, pros and clubs just keeping an eye out because there is some developments moving forward with that. Awesome. Um, my co- last question would be: You've probably I'm sure you've seen 
many coaches implementing um, this stuff. My question yeah. is, have you seen some characteristics of coaches, um, let's say successful and unsuccessful coaches? So as in someone reaches out sure. to you and uh, some people are successful, some people are not. Have you found something yeah. that um, improved the chances in a way? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the... the, the one of the one of the questions I, one of the questions I I ask pros um, is are you one hundred percent into junior coaching? Are you going to give it everything that you've got? If you get knocked down, like if you go into a school and you don't see any kids come back, are you just going to say that didn't work and put your head in the sand, or are you going to get dust yourself down and get back on it and try and do something else? Um, the, that is the key thing I see. If if I ask a pro, if they're a hundred percent, are they a hundred percent into it? Do they want to do it? If you get the slight hesitation, if they don't go yes straight away, you know that you know that they're not the right coach. Um, mm. there, there has to be that burning desire with 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 inside um, him or her to actually be able to 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 want to do it, to see that back at to see that back at their golf club. Um, so I would say desire, burning desire to want to be able to do it. Um, actually, have a bit of a, a bit of personality. There is there there are some pros out there who unfortunately do not have much of a personality. Um, and when it comes to junior coaching, that is not going to do you any good because you're not going to be able to connect with the kids. You're not going to be on a you're not going to be on a level with them. Uh, you know, you've got to be able to relate to them. You've got to, you know, you've got to talk to them about, you know, whatever interests they might have, um, you know, as, as younger kids. Um, so like, if I th if I think in my coaching at the minute, you know, kind of a big thing is talking about the new Nintendo uh, console because all the kids have got that. Mm. Um, so, you know, I'm luckily enough in that I'm a big kid and I've got one of them as well. So I, I'm, <laughs> I, I can relate to them and talk to them about that. Um, and, and, you know, it, it, it really helps to kind of build that um, that rapport with them and, and, and talk to them about something that is uh, that they're engaged with. And kind of we, we then, particularly in the sessions that I run, we then just let golf get in the way, if, if that makes sense. Because, I'll you know, I'll be talking to a kid, I'll be talking to him about Mario Odyssey the game and he'll then we'll, I'll be asking him questions about or develop or designing it. He'll be designing a game around it. And he's, he's thinking about the game, but at the same time he's playing golf and he's learning about golf. Um, so um, re a huge key has been, you know, being able to relate to them. Um, having a golf club that support you and want you to, um, yes, grow your business because, you know, th there's no beating around the bush. If you're good at junior coaching, you can make a good living from it. And, um, you know, as a as a whole, as an organisation, we want to see golf pros making a living out of doing junior coaching. Um, so having a golf club that support you, um, being able to, to being able to make um, revenue from it to support the lifestyle that that, that you want to do, um, and finally um, having that, being able to build that link with. I'll go back to it again. Being able to build that link with the decision maker. You know, having having that, have been able to have discussions with those parents, being able to build that, being able to build a relationship with those parents is what is going to help you to keep that junior engaged within golf for hopefully the start phase, the learn phase and the stay phase. If you don't, if you're not seeing these parents, if these parents are just dropping the kids off and leaving, you want to try and get them engaged 
within the session or getting them staying or having some sort of conversation with them to maybe help put them at ease, find out why they're, why are they dropping the kid off and then leaving straight away? Um, good coaches engage kid and parent or guardian kid. If you get them two together, you're going to, you're going to be able to basically retain the child with within golf uh, within your coaching and then hopefully progress them through into wherever the next stage may be within golf. Um, obviously, as a charity, we're not looking for every single kid to come in here and go on to be a county player, an international player, a European tour player. We're very much trying to get kids, give kids an experience and help them to enjoy the playing, but then also the social benefits of golf um, for, a, you know, for, for a long period of time, hopefully for you know, most of their lives. There's always going to be points where kids are going to drop out of a sport, but you know, hopefully they'll then come back into it. Or you might have kid, you might have young people that just stay in it the whole time. I know, I know, I've stayed in it the whole time from when I started golf till now. I've always been in it. I've never dropped out of it. Um, so, so like the good pros do them. They they do those things well that I've bullet pointed there. Um, do you want me to talk about what I see and maybe the pros that could improve? Yeah, definitely kind of like attitude mentality towards junior coaching um it it, it 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 it's kind of a culture isn't it within junior coaching it's kind of just seen as the assistant's job to do mm. um kind of that's kind of like a growing thing which which is it, 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 you know arguably it's one of the most important phases within the journey of golf for, for anybody is kind of at, at that beginning at that uh, junior phase because if you can get them to love golf from that age then you've got a golfer for hopefully the rest of their lives. Um, so, you know, if there's a, if there's a, if there's a, I don't know, a head pro or a director of instruction, whatever they call them these days, if there's any of them listening, you know, maybe ask yourselves, why aren't you doing junior golf coaching? Do you think you're too good for it? Um, so maybe having more um, kind of senior pros, not senior pros, you know, pros with a bit more experience doing it, um because to kind of a lot of the stuff i tend to see from maybe those assistants not all of them some of them um is kind of they do it they're not really their heart's not really in it they're kind of they're just doing it because they've been told to do it um they haven't really got the they haven't got they haven't got that desire inside them to want to you know have I don't know, 60 kids back at the golf club in coaching with 60 of them in membership. They're, they're not interested in that. They just want to go and do a little bit, make it look as if they're doing something and they're quite happy and content with that. Um, so they haven't got the desire. Maybe it's been thrown onto the assistants when maybe other pros could potentially do it. Um, and also they, they haven't got that link with their golf club. They're working so separately from the golf club or from from the owners of the facility you know we need they need you need to try and work cohesively as, as one to um help engage those kids but also provide them with the necessary um the necessary element or the necessary progression to keep them then retained within golf um to keep them playing golf you know if them playing golf is coming for one lesson for one lesson on a saturday a week they come for the lesson on a Saturday, they go and the clubs go in the cupboard and they don't come out until the next Saturday. That's where as a golf coach, you need to think, right, what can I do? Or as a club, as a junior organiser, as a coordinator, 
what can we do so that kid gets his clubs out more? Um, and in 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 those pros that could improve, you don't see that. They're just content on that one child coming for that one session a week. They're not really fussed about seeing that kid maybe twice a week mm. or maybe seeing that kid for one lesson on the Saturday, but then they're out playing on the Wednesday evening. Mm, sure. Um, so trying, so trying to provide, you know, trying to provide that follow, that follow on, trying to get that kid engaged all the time, and obviously that might not necessarily come from the pro, that might have to come from the golf club, but the pro can certainly input into that to give the golf club a better picture of what they would like to see, um, and within the pros that could improve, that you, you don't, you don't see those those elements that I've just spoken about. Mm, interesting. That's some great points, actually. Is there yeah. something that you'd like to, um, to touch on? Something that we may have missed? There's the, from, from a charitable organisation, there's so much that we do. I just wanted to talk about, um, it's a national programme um, that the Golf Foundation and um, England Golf are doing, which is called Girls Golf Rocks. Um, so it's happening in 20 counties across the country. And it's basically a programme designed to get more girls playing golf. Um, so this is a, it's a bit of a model here. So it, it, this is the model that we're using across the country. Um, and it, you know, it's being used for girls golf rocks, but it could be used for anything. So it's, uh, it's hopefully an idea that pros might want to take away with them. Um, so girls golf rocks is basically, there's four clubs in each county, uh, in each of the 20 counties, sorry. Um, some, there are some more clubs in the bigger counties like Yorkshire. So Yorkshire's quite a big county. But it's basically four golf clubs. They run a taster day at their golf club. Um, and then from that taster day, uh, the girls can then sign on to five weeks worth of coaching at the cost of £14. Uh, so that five weeks, co that, that £14 gets them five weeks of coaching. It also gets them a free US Kids 7 iron. Um, and then it also gets them an invitation to um, a final event which is where all of the four golf clubs will, all of the girls from the four golf clubs will get together and we'll kind of have one big celebration. Um, so in my region, we're running that in Staffordshire and Warwickshire this year. Um, and uh, what we've got, it, quite unique to it, is we've got the county girls within the, within the counties, the county girl squads. Um, we've got them acting as like role models and, and ambassadors. Um, to kind of help out at the taster sessions um, and at the follow-on coaching and the par three event. Mm, that's cool. Uh, uh, yeah. So yesterday, I was, so yesterday I was doing some ambassador training for the Warwickshire girls. So I had 14 Warwickshire girls, and we did some we did some young leaders, some ambassador training, and kind of what makes a good role model for them then to implement that to get more girls playing golf within their county. Um, a really simple model, you know. Um, Is there anything stopping a golf club or a golf pro doing a model like that? Not really, is there? They can just, um, you know, advertise, go and go and do some go go and do some school work or advertise it through Facebook or through however they want to do it. Do a taster day, get as many kids there as possible. Do a follow-on offer, i.e., five weeks coaching. Finish it off with an event at the end. At the end of that, make sure you've, or whilst your five weeks coaching is happening, make sure you're advertising that after this is done, we want them to join the, we want them to become in for regular coaching. So advertise whatever coaching opportunities you've got available at your golf club. Advertise whatever junior membership you've got available at your golf club, affiliated or non-affiliated. Um, so, so we've got that happening. Um, 
with that as well, the, the, the county girls, the ambassador girls, have also done a photo shoot. Um, and their photos will be used on the on the marketing. So, f- so for the Warwickshire marketing tech, marketing tech, for example, the photos that they did at their photo shoot are going to be used on the posters. So when the so when the parents or the girls see that, they will then go to a taster session and they'll hopefully see one of the girls that was on the poster that they saw. Um, so, so we've got that. Uh, and then the last point is we've got, um, this thing called golf sixes. So I don't know if you might've seen, you know, uh, was it last year or the year before they did the European tour did golf sixes at Centurion club? Yeah. It's an awesome, awesome event. Yep. Yep. So we are basically doing that as well in a junior, a junior version, which is called golf sixes league. Um, so this where this is where it falls into the kind of the, the learn element It's getting those kids that are learning golf out on the golf course playing in a fun and informal like a fun and informal team um event uh so we're running that as well across um two counties so we ran it last year in worcestershire uh this year we're running it in worcestershire and warwickshire um and all of the other uh, development officers across the uh, across the country will be doing two with uh, will be doing two counties within their region as well um, so it's just it's just kind of something else as well that is that we as an organ we as a charity are offering and we can you know talk to pros about that to see if it would be something that they would like to do um and it you know it just just by just by even having a conversation with with us over the phone um and then maybe meeting face to face it's kind of just showing you the other opportunities that or or the other avenues that we can provide we can provide golf clubs and and pros to help them engage with more juniors. I wish I was based in England uh, just to experience this, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it's, it's it, it, I mean, from, from my perspective, it does feel like sometimes you're, you're, you're driving or you're running around like a headless chicken, but um, also at the same time, from a, from a pro's perspective working in the field, you know, they can certainly have a conversation with us and we can, we've certainly got a lot of stuff um, that they can pick and choose what they want to use. Mm-hmm. um and certainly provide them with a with a lot of resources to do i mean there are some other bits that we do that i haven't had a chance to that i have that we haven't had a chance to talk about but i'm just thinking time wise it's getting on a bit and i don't want people to be bored of the podcast and turn off but um it's certainly if you're if you're a pro um within the u uh within england or um uh wales as well um scotland it's certainly worth kind of having a look at who you're who kind of your your contacts your contacts are obviously we the development officers we only cover England for the Gold Foundation but there's Wales development and there's um there's I, I don't know what the one in Scotland's actually called um is it Scottish golf maybe there's they but there's certainly support out there um in Wales and Scotland as well um along in Ireland as well because we've got clubs in Ireland using the junior golf passport as well um, so it, it, you know, if there if there's pros listening in um, in those countries as well, there is there is kind of the similar things available to them as kind of what we've spoken about with, within this podcast. I think the, the the value as well is just in having someone to, to speak to, as you said, just just doing the the action plan. Most of the time, the coach well, coach not most of the time, but many times, the coaches 
are almost on their own when they want to start up a, a junior academy and just someone that you can call up or meet up and, and speak to, uh, yeah. to bounce ideas off each other. I think that's that's a huge value that you, yeah, you provide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, it's a re- it's a really powerful tool, and we can also sometimes act as kind of like the middle person to maybe try and help the pro engage with um, maybe the hierarchical people within the golf club as well. Mm. Um, and that, that 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 can also that can also be 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 quite powerful as well. Um, so kind of like yeah, as as a whole, we are pretty much kind of trying to do a hell of a lot for uh, a hell of a lot for junior golf. And you know, we are certainly here as an organisation to help as many golf clubs within England as possible to try and get the kind of their junior sections uh, flourishing again, really, or providing that conveyor belt of young people to come into their golf clubs and have a go and hopefully be retained. Awesome. Paul, thank you so much for, for being on the podcast. No problem. Absolute pleasure, mate. Thank you for the, thank, thank you for the platform and the opportunity. This is Wojciech again. Thanks for listening. If you don't want to miss any future episodes in this junior series, subscribe to the podcast or sign up to the mailing list. You can find all the links on participationcoaching.com slash subscribe. If you have any suggestions on future guests or just any feedback on the podcast in general, feel free to shoot me an email at hi at participationcoaching.com. Thanks for listening again and I'll hear you next time. Music in this episode came from bensound.com.